Welcome to the National Online Service for the Church of England, which today, Pentecost Sunday, comes from the chapel at Church House Westminster here in central London and is led by members of the Thy Kingdom Come team. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was great My fears relieved How precious did that grace appear The I first believed Through many dangers toils and snares Good morning and welcome to our worship this Pentecost Sunday. This is the day we remember the Holy Spirit filling the disciples with power and joy and sending them out to spread the good news of Jesus. We gather in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So we have a moment of silence to bring before God 
the things that we are ashamed of. Lord, have mercy upon us. Forgive us where we have gone wrong and sinned and help us to walk from now on in your way. Amen. May the God of love and power bring you back to himself, forgive you and free you from your sins and restore you to newness of life by his spirit. And the collect for Pentecost Sunday. Almighty God, your ascended son has sent us into the world to preach the good news of your kingdom. Inspire us with your spirit and fill our hearts with the fire of your love, that all who hear your word may be drawn to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Let us affirm together the faith of the church. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? I believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature died for us and rose again. I believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God, the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? I believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Has a family member or friend ever prayed for you before? So we had a chaplain and he prayed for me when I was losing someone close to me in my family. How did that make you feel? Um, at the time, really calm and peaceful. One of my close friends, there was a time where like, I was in a dark place. Like A lot of the attention towards me was quite negative and she literally prayed over me like one afternoon I just did it and I, it was the I felt amazing after. I think I got healed once I was complaining about maybe my knee or something and my sister prayed for me and it went the pain went. Someone at work actually 
prayed for me because I couldn't sleep <laughs> at night and she took my hand and said a prayer so that I could sleep at night. And did you? Yeah. I got better. My sleeping got better, yeah. Well, welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Way Podcast. Um, I'm Zenya, and I'm here with Jesse. I'm here with Kane, and I'm here with Izzy. And we have a very exciting episode for you yeah. today. It is Pentecost Sunday, and in collaboration with Thy Kingdom Come, we are going to be interviewing the Archbishop of Canterbury. So exciting. Should we just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Well, good morning, everybody. So good, good to have morning. you. Good morning, Kane. We have a special guest. We've got Archbishop Justin. Thank you so much for being here today. Pleasure. Should we call you Archbishop Justin? Well, just Justin is Justin. fine. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we want to start off with the first question. And so the first question is, what is Pentecost? Pentecost uh, is, was originally uh, and remains a, a Jewish feast, day of celebration. Mm. And for the Jews, it was when um, Moses was given the law by God. But for Christians, it's when the Spirit is poured out on the disciples and they are scattered out to bring people to know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So it's a really exciting time because uh, it's, it's both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's about the gift of God to show us how to live in a way that pleases God. Mm. Mm. And how do we let like, the Holy Spirit guide us in, in those moments? Well, or in everyday life? It's part of, part of that is listening to what people are saying. Mm. So very often the Spirit speaks through other Christians, either through one of the gifts of the Spirit, a prophetic word or something like that, or simply a group of people who say, this is, you know, this is what we think you should be doing. And something in you speaks powerfully about this, that being right. There's a, a sense, yeah, that that makes sense to you. Mm. But we're not, we've got to avoid the chronic disease of this age, which is individualism. Mm. It's mm. not I decide and, and everyone else confirms it. It, it, it's an interaction. Wow. And sometimes we have to be conscripted rather than volunteering. And that's always been true in Christian history. There was a bishop called Ambrose, um, who was one of the great bishops of the early medieval period. He literally was forced to become Bishop of Milan, Archbishop of Milan, because he didn't want to be. But the church people said, you're the one. Wow, interesting. It's not always easy, but the Spirit works through us. And even when we mess up, the Spirit still is faithful and works through us. Mm. Well, and a key part of um, being guided by the Spirit is prayer and all of that stuff. I was reading Genesis this morning, uh, all about Abraham, which I've been reflecting on for quite a long time. As I looked at it and was reading a commentary on that book of the Bible, because it's always good when you're reading a book of the Bible to have something that helps explain the bits you might not understand. As I was reading it, the person who'd written the commentary was saying basically that one of the, there are two key things that we can get wrong. Um, first of all, we know that God is faithful, but we go wrong when we forget that. So we think it's all down to us. 
and God can't sort things out. So if we make a mistake, it's somehow fatal. Mm. And second, uh, however, God works through human beings, and that's a really messy process. And so it's not that we sit back and let God do everything, and it's not that we think it's all down to us. We need to trust the faithfulness of God and to live with courage, obeying what God tells us to do. Mm. And that's the way things work. Mm. And that means prayer. It does mean prayer. <laughs>
reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontius and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only, it's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, 
I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Most of us who call ourselves Christians pray those words every day, perhaps without thinking too much about what it is that we're praying for. Archbishop Justin has again asked the church to pray those words again in the days before Pentecost as we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the church and seek the renewal of the Spirit for the church in our day. In the next few moments, I want to highlight four things I notice about the coming of the Spirit and four wanderings about my own life and maybe your own life with God. The first thing I notice is that the Holy Spirit is given in response to prayer and consistent, determined, earnest prayer at that, waiting prayer. Wait for the gift my Father promised, Jesus says in Acts chapter 1. Later in the same chapter we read, they all joined together constantly in prayer. This was not just a few mumbled words or something done out of routine, although routine prayer is good, but we get the feeling of a group gathered, waiting, prayerful, not really knowing what they were waiting or praying for, but nevertheless with a sense that they would know it if they saw it. And I wonder about my prayers, about our prayers, to what extent I am earnestly, devotedly praying for the coming of the Spirit in my life, in the church, in God's world. So there's something about prayer and waiting. The second thing I notice is that there is something in the Pentecost story about God's power being shown in human weakness. The followers of Jesus were not necessarily the most impressive bunch at this point. According to the Gospels, they had generally misunderstood the teaching of Jesus failed to grasp who he was or what it was all about, so that when Jesus died and rose again, it appears to have come to them as a total shock, despite the many times that Jesus had tried to prepare them. After the ascension of Jesus, there is a bit more of a sense that it's all coming into view for them, but even so, I wonder to what extent the waiting in the upper room was driven by fear of what might happen to them if they became publicly visible again. But Jesus promised that when the Spirit came, they would receive power. And of course they did. Power to preach and to heal and to stand firm in their faith and to do the ministry of Jesus. And I wonder if we in the church of today, including myself, exhibit more of the fear and the misunderstanding that the disciples had before the day of Pentecost than we do of the power, the boldness that was given by God that the disciples showed after the day of Pentecost. So there's something about power and weakness. Thirdly, I notice something here about unity amidst diversity. 
The Holy Spirit was given in the context of a Jerusalem that was filled with visitors and pilgrims from many nations, each with their own culture and their own language. The gift of tongues was initially given so that each one of those people groups could hear God being praised and his wonders being declared in their own language. When 3,000 were baptised that day, presumably that included people from all of these cultural backgrounds. And as we read on through Acts, we find that the same Holy Spirit pushes the disciples out beyond their assumption that the gift of God would be only available to Jews to understand that the gospel of Jesus was for everybody. Whatever we do in this online service here on a Sunday, it probably isn't exactly the same as what happens in the church at the end of your road. All of our local churches are a bit different from each other, even though many of them probably think that they're just ordinary C of E. But whatever the difference is, all of us belong to a universal church that includes and embraces all of this and much more. Pentecostal and Catholic, Orthodox and Charismatic, Nonconformist and Anglican. All of this is my family, my heritage, and yours. God's church in all its beautiful diversity. And I wonder if we appreciate the huge gift that this diversity is to the world. And then fourthly and finally, I notice something here about evangelism or evangelization, the process by which people come to know Jesus for themselves. This is, after all, the focus of the Archbishop's call to prayer, that people who do not know the love of Jesus for them would come to know it in all its healing and transforming wonder. I used to work as a diocesan missioner. I've always been passionate about mission, about helping Christians to share their faith in word and action. I still am. I've organised a good few events to help that to happen over the years, ever since I was a teenager. And yet, in this Pentecost story, there's no programme, no grand strategy, but 3,000 people come to faith in Jesus Christ as an outflow of the gift of the Spirit to the Church. Don't misunderstand me. I'm a fan of every course and conference that helps people come to faith. We need more of them, not less. And yet I wonder, if the church, and that means us, and that means me, really exhibited the life of the Spirit of God in the way we live, in the way we speak, in the way we serve, perhaps we might not need quite so many programs. Perhaps, as on the day of Pentecost, we would have amazed people saying, what does this mean? So my encouragement as we come to the end of this season of thy kingdom come, would be not to stop now. Let's not stop praying and waiting for the gift of the Spirit. Let's not stop seeking the power of God in our weakness. Let's not stop celebrating the unity that we hold amidst our diversity. Let's not stop longing and praying for people to come to faith in Jesus and looking for opportunities to share and show our faith and the difference it makes to our lives. May God renew us and the whole church by his spirit day by day that through us God's glory might be seen in God's world.
Let us pray. Almighty God, we pray that you would renew your church with your reviving power. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Loving Father, we commit ourselves to pray for you to work, to excite and animate your church through the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Lord of our lives, 
we commit ourselves personally to seek your empowering and enabling. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Friend of sinner, we long that you would work powerfully to win our friends and family to become followers of Christ. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Gracious Lord, we recognise how much we need your help to witness to your grace and mercy. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Hear the cry of our hearts, almighty God. Gather us in prayer and send us out in power. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. May the Spirit, who hovered over the waters when the world was created, breathe into you the life he gives. Amen. May the Spirit who overshadowed the Virgin Mary when the Eternal Son came among us make you joyful in the service of the Lord. Amen. May the Spirit who set the church on fire upon the day of Pentecost bring the world alive with the love of the risen Christ. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Filled with the Spirit's power, go in the light and peace of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.